hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 418 and session number 129 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. I do it every single Friday, and we're going to do it again today, and I'm super pumped that you're here once again and uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, sit around that coffee table together and or maybe out on the deck today. I don't know. I've got my new coffee mug and I talked about this the other day. My wife got me a coffee mug that I've been eyeing for uh, a few weeks now. I was going into Starbucks and I seen this nice ceramic mug and for some reason I just liked it. The texture, the size, everything was really, the coloring, everything was really cool, but I just couldn't bring myself to paying $13 for a coffee mug. So my wife went ahead and surprised me yesterday, and I have that sitting in front of me. So it makes me really happy. The simple things, guys, the simple things, right? So what I want to do today is answer a few more of your questions. As we always do here on the podcast, I want you guys to also know that you can submit your own questions and possibly have me answer them here on an upcoming Ask Scott session. All you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, record your first name where you're tuning in from, and a brief question, and uh, I'll do my best to answer it here on an upcoming show. This episode is 418, so if you want the show notes, the transcripts, all of that stuff, all the goodies, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 418. Now, I've got a little reminder here, or a little announcement, I should say. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, if you're listening on the day that it airs, then you're going to have plenty of time. But I'm going to be heading to Dallas, Texas, and that is going to be the week of October 26th. I'm going to be there attending a conference, uh, not really in the Amazon or the e-commerce space. It's called FinCon, and uh, it's really about money and financing and really just investing, but also it's turned into that event that is, has really turned into, uh, also people that do online, uh, digital products or even e-com people can benefit from it. But I'm really going there to hang out with a few people that I know, Grant Baldwin, uh, who is a speaker, uh, and also, uh, well, you guys probably know Steve Chu, uh, and I'm going to be uh, hanging out with those guys. And then also looking forward to meeting some new people there. But while I'm there, in you know Dallas, I figured why not just do a TAS meetup? We've done them there in the past. A lot of you like that because we can kind of get together, shake hands, and you can meet other other TASers. Um, so we're going to be doing that on October 26th, and that's a Thursday if I have my my calendar right here. But you can just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash. Dallas, and that will take you to the event page. It's totally free. It's going to be unofficial as we call these because there's nothing scheduled. It's just going to be like a meet and greet. We'll talk, uh, hang out with other TASers, take some pictures, have some fun. And uh, yeah, it's just something I really, really enjoy doing. And it's, it's where we can kind of take this Ask Scott session on the road, if you will. So I really, I really do enjoy those. So that's going to be in Dallas. This is 2017. So depending if you're listening in uh, 2018, well, this won't be relevant, but uh, you can probably look for the next event uh, that will be, uh, or the next town, city, wherever will be. I'll make that announcement. But yeah, definitely go check that out if you're interested and uh, just let us know that you're going to be attending. We always like to kind of have a head count so at least we can let the uh, the hotel uh, know kind of in the lobby and stuff like how many we're going to be having there and uh, we can accommodate. So that's it. Okay. So theamazingseller.com forward slash Dallas unofficial meetup, October 26th. Go check it out if you're, uh, if you're local or if you want to travel an hour or two. Uh, we've had people that have traveled over six hours to uh, to just come hang out, which is pretty 
darn awesome. So before we jump into today's questions, which those questions are going to be about testing an order and having your logo put on that test order. Can you do that? And what is the minimum usually? Uh, influencer marketing tips. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about prohibitive product confusion. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So those are the topics that we're going to be talking about. Uh, some questions that came in. Before we do, as you guys know, I always like to give you a, a little bit of what's on my mind or maybe something that impacted me. And there's a saying that really kind of hit home for me. And I kind of go back always, whenever I hear something, I kind of go back to maybe a story or an experience that has happened to me. And maybe that can, uh, maybe, maybe you can relate to that. Okay. So that saying is this, and I actually posted this on my Instagram feed and it is the moment you're ready to quit is usually the moment right before a miracle happens. Don't give up. What that means is we always think that, you know what, we did this thing and it's just not going to work or we've put in this energy and it's just not working. We get deflated, we get frustrated, and then we quit too soon. You know, the thing is, is we have to understand that you might, you might be maybe changing positions or maybe you're pivoting. That doesn't mean you're quitting. All right. But it means that you're going to continue to try. You're going to continue to try to figure this thing out because I think you would agree anything that you've done in the past, including myself, if you've given up, it's just because you've gotten frustrated or maybe life got in the way in a sense, and then you got off track, right? It doesn't mean that it didn't work. It just means that you gave up too soon. And I've found through my story that every time I start to get a little frustrated or I start to get you know a little upset with the results or you know I'm just getting discouraged, if I push through or even if, even if there's something that I'm just not sure about and I'm afraid to do... Uh, I'll go ahead and push through it. And generally I'll either learn something or it'll be like, holy crap. Imagine if I never did that. Like imagine that just imagine for a second, something in your life that you did that changed your life. Like, like crazy. Like for me personally, and I'll go all the way back to before I was even an adult. Really. I was like what 19 and a half, almost 20. And I met my wife who I wasn't going to go out that night with my buddies. I just didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like going through the whole hassle of going out. And I was underage. Uh, don't tell, uh, don't, don't tell anyone, but I was underage and my, my, my buddies said they, they could get me in. And I wasn't a big drinker back then or anything, but to get in, to kind of be where the action was. And I just didn't want to go through it, but I ended up saying, all right, let's go. So we went and that's where I actually met my wife, who the same scenario happened to her. Her girlfriend wanted to take her out. She didn't want to go out, but she ended up going out. And here we are 22 plus years later, three beautiful kids. Uh, I've got a, a, just a, a life partner, uh, someone that's pushed me and, and really made me who I am today. And, and we make a great team. So if that never happened, right? If I didn't do that, or if I gave up on finding the girl, right? Um, I never would have been on the road and the path that I am right now. So there's things like that you have to think about. And that's a life lesson. Now, business lessons, if I never left my construction you know, job with my father and tried the photography thing, I never would have learned that business. And that would never would have led me to where I am today. So there's those things that you have to understand. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to be discouraged. We're going to get deflated. We have to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and keep going. All right. So the moment you're ready to quit, 
is usually the moment right before a miracle happens or not even a miracle, just something significant happens and uh, just don't give up. All right. And one other reminder, give you a little story here. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we talk about business and we talk about like, you know, we got to keep, you know, working in order to get what we want. And I get it. Right. And sometimes we just got to take a break. Sometimes we have to just have a little bit of fun. And this is uh, something that just recently I did to actually do that and bring myself back to a time that it was all about fun. And that was like when I was 16, 17 years old, all that I had in my mind was having fun, right? Yes, I worked a, a job and I paid for gas and I paid for my car and all that stuff, but I was there to have fun. I was there to hang out with my buddies, you know, go out and meet girls or whatever, or try to anyway, and also go out there. And for me at the time, it was playing my guitar and being in a rock band. Like that was my thing, Right. So, you know, fast forward, you know, now I'm 45 years old. I still have guitars. I still love that music, but I also listen to all kinds of music, but I love, you know, heavy rock, you know, metal, some people call it. I, I, I like that. Right. And there's a guy that I've been following for years um, from a band called Dokken. I don't know if you guys uh, that are listening, some of you might remember Dokken. And I was, a, I was a fan of Dokken, but I was more of a fan of George Lynch, who was the guitar player who I followed for years. Right. And I've watched his, his whole journey. And he went from this guy that was playing in the stadiums, you know, filling, you know, huge arenas to now he's playing in these little bars that you, you might get 150, 200 people to show up maybe, um, you know, but he's got endorsements and all that stuff, but I've been following this guy for years. He's, he's kind of like my guitar God, if you will. And, um, you know, my, my buddy and I, a longtime friend of mine, uh, some of you may know him, Jimmy, the shark krill. Uh, I actually, um, you know, had him, uh, come, come over to, uh, to where we are. Cause that's where, uh, George Lynch was playing. And, uh, and I said, let's go to this concert. Cause it's only about an hour and 15 minutes away. And, uh, well, we ended up seeing him in concert. There was literally only about a hundred people there. Uh, and it was just, a, a you know, a bar pub, whatever, but it, you know, had some lights and stuff and it looked cool, but it was really intimate. My story is, you know, my, my, I guess my takeaway here for you guys is I was able to go back to a time that was all about fun for me. And it was just all about just like, I was in the moment. I was rocking out. I lost my vo voice. I was screaming. I was having fun. Um, we had a blast. It brought me back to the days of just like being that kid again and just having fun. And I wasn't thinking about business and, and I wasn't thinking about like any struggles or, or anything in my life that normally you're kind of toying with or you're struggling with. You know, I went back to a time that was all about having fun. And I suggest you do the same thing you know, schedule that. And it's funny. My, my, my wife said, man, you're a diehard. And I said, I am. And you know what? I, I think I deserve to be a diehard and enjoy that. And she agreed because, you know, she knows I'm, I'm very focused. I'm very serious sometimes at certain things. And it's nice to see, uh, you know, that release or that, you know, that downtime to where you can have fun. And, uh, and that's what I do when I get around my, my old childhood friends. Um, and you know, Jimmy's been a, a longtime friend of mine, you know, grew up with him, worked with him for years in my father's business. And he's probably, he is my, my best friend, um, from childhood right now, a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, so when you get together with him then you start talking about old stories and fun and, it's just a really good thing. And I know this has nothing to do with selling on Amazon, guys, and I hope you guys are cool with me sharing this, but I just wanted to kind of let you guys know, you know, you need to almost schedule a time to just go and have fun and go back to the roots, go back to where it was fun for you. And believe it or not, you'll come back even, even more energized and charged and ready to start diving back into where you're going, right? And, and going after that why. So just wanted to kind of share that with you guys. Um, it was, you know, 
it was kind of funny. I posted a couple pictures on Instagram of uh, of me and my buddy at the concert. So uh, if you want to go check that out, follow me on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Scott Volker. You'll find me there. And uh, yeah. So, all right, guys, that is it. I know I went on a little bit too long there probably, but I wanted to share that with you guys. So let's go ahead and listen to today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Let's rock this like I did at the concert the other night. Let's do it. Hi, Scott. I've been following you for a while, listening to all your podcasts and whatnot. I just have one question that I'm I'm finally going ahead and purchasing a product. I know you're very into private labeling. I just, every time I research a product and decide I'm going to go ahead with it, I I haven't actually gone ahead with it. Now I'm finally at that going ahead stage and, and about to order. I realize that in order for myself to private label and stick a brand name, I have to really be ordering over a thousand units or nobody will be able, nobody will sell to me for a, a smaller amount. Going ahead with a thousand for a first time buy, I feel like is a lot. How do you go about this? Do I order first 500, see if I like it, and then go ahead and private label and get my name put on it? Then it's just complicated with my listing. H- how do you How do you do something like that? Okay, well, thank you for that question, and I'm sorry I can't call you by first name, and again, this is a reminder for anyone submitting a question, please submit your first name because I want to be able to address you by first name. But anyway, a great question, and I just think that the issue here is probably your supplier or the manufacturer. Um, either they don't allow you to or uh, you're not asking the right question, um, or you're not asking, okay? Uh we have in our in our new brand, we have gotten, gosh, we've gotten 300 units, as little as 300 units, and we've had our branding put on them, okay? So, uh, and I've done that numerous times. We've had orders of 500 units, same thing. You can have a sample done, one sample done with your logo on there just to see what it looks like. You will wait a little bit longer. Uh, it will cost you a little bit more for that sample, but you can do it, uh, but you you totally can, can private label a small run. It doesn't have to be a large order. And I would say 80% of the time you can. Now there's going to be some, uh, situations where they say, yes, you have to do a thousand units in order to brand it or to put your logo on there. Okay. Now here's a workaround. If there's packaging, a lot of times they will allow you to customize the packaging, but then they might say, well, we need you to print a thousand of those bags or a thousand of those boxes. Here's the workaround. You say to them, no problem. We will, we will print those. How much are they? And they'll, they'll be like, uh, 40 cents a piece, let's call it, or 50 cents a piece. And then you're going to say, I'll do all thousand, but I'm only going to order 500. Can you take the other 500 of the boxes and hold them at your facility? And when I order my next 500 or thousand, you can use those along with the ones that we just did. And they'll do that. I've done that. Okay. So, uh, I definitely, I definitely believe if you ask, you probably will be able to do one of the two there. You'll either be able to do a small run and they'll allow you to do it, or you can do a box or a package of that larger run, but that doesn't mean you have to do a larger run of the product, all right? And I think that's a that's a huge workaround for anyone listening right now, and I do think that it is important to, to brand that as soon as possible. Um, the only time that I would say that you're not gonna be branding it is if you did kind of like the the uh, AliExpress you know, model where you're gonna order maybe 25 units, you're probably not gonna brand those, and you're doing that just solely to just get you know, feedback from the market and to see if that product will even sell just 
you know, kind of generically. And if that's the case, then you can go ahead and say, okay, now that I've proven it, I can go ahead and I can create a branded version and all of that stuff. But I believe that you can definitely go out there if you find the right suppliers. Um, they're out there. Um, every single product, we've launched just about 10, I think now, uh, 10 products um, in the new brand. And every single one we've done, uh, I think... All of them, but maybe two, less than a, than a thousand units. It's been about 500. Some have only been about 250, uh, 250 to 300, something like that. And they've all been branded. Okay. So, um, it's the box is branded. The actual item is branded. So we actually have it in two places. So I think you just need to ask if you can. And then, um, if they say, no, you need to do a thousand units, then say, well, can I do packaging only do 500 units of you know, non-branded, let's call it, you know, you don't have to have your logo on it, but your box or your packaging will be branded. All right. So hopefully that helps you or anyone else listening. Um, that is my, uh, that's my advice for you. Uh, definitely reach out to them and ask them those questions. And I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Brandon from Louisville, Kentucky. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now and excited to be enrolled in your PLC course and your Facebook group. I really appreciate all the work that you and Chris do there, so please keep it up. I'm just now in the product research stage, and I've got an idea for maybe a clothes brand, and I want to try to find somebody to kind of be a face of the the brand or the products. Um, I feel like it's going to be a relatively competitive space. And I think differentiation might come from having a certain influencer involved. So I was wondering if there is a template or a standard way to approach an influencer. If so, if you could share that with us. Um, And then also, uh, when is a good time to approach the influencer? You know, I don't actually have the products in yet. I'm not even sure exactly what products they would be. Um, Should I approach now and maybe get some ideas from the influencer or wait until I actually get stuff in and then say, you know, hey, here's my stuff. Let's partner together. I would love to hear your thoughts and your guidance on it. Thanks again. Have a good day. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much for the question here on the podcast. And of course, just a little reminder, you're in the PLC in our class, so you can ask questions in there as well. So uh, we can definitely address those. But I want to go ahead and let everyone listen to the answer that we would have given inside of the class as well. Here's the deal, okay? I personally think that if you have an influencer already lined up Okay, and that influencer, we're talking about influencer uh, marketing, kind of like someone that might have a really popular YouTube channel or someone that might have an Instagram channel or a Facebook group or a page, right? That's what we're talking about. Now, here's the deal. Here's a, here's a little, uh, here's a little uh, unknown little secret here, I think, that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of these YouTubers that you're looking at as an influencer, and we're talking maybe a maybe a channel with 50,000 people on it, okay? That's like a low, uh, you know, I guess a, a lower influencer on the totem pole, okay? Because if you're going after someone that's got a million subscribers, well, they probably, through the years or uh, through the time of them building this channel, they've been approached by other people and they're starting to realize they have a huge asset here and they're gonna be able to really make a lot of money as just being an influencer because they can push it out to an audience because they have a platform, okay? Okay. Um, But what you can do 
to someone that has like a 50,000 or a hundred thousand, I always say start lower like that doesn't mean you, you can't reach out to these, these bigger ones. But the, the, the thing is, is even bloggers out there, people that are blogging right now, uh, that have been blogging for eight or 10 years, like they're still, you know, they're still like unaware of what they can do generally, not all, but generally what they can do with a physical product and then adding that to their brand. So this is where you may come in and you may even strike up a partnership with an influencer that has some reach. All right. And they may be able to help you develop that product and make it better as you're going through that process. And yes, you would have to come up with some type of agreement, you know, like, Hey, you're going to help me and you know, I'm going to help you. So you'd have to have that conversation. The best way to do that is to just reach out as you would anyone and say, Hey, I noticed that you have a YouTube channel on fishing and you're really passionate about it. Have you ever thought about, you know, creating your own product? No, I only sell, you know, through Amazon, through an affiliate link and I make four or 5%. I didn't know I could create my own product. You can do that. Like people will, will be kind of blown away. A lot of times I still get people every single day that ask me what I do. And, uh, when I say, you know, e-com, you know, kind of like an, I sell e-commerce and then they're like, Oh wow. Okay. Like, you know, so what do you do? Do you, do you sell wholesale stuff? Like, what do you, what do you do? And I'm like, no, we, we basically create our own brands and then we create our own products. Well, how do you do that? I mean, don't, don't you have to be this massive big company in order to create your own products? And the answer is no. Um, so a lot of people still don't realize that. So my suggestion for you or advice for you or anyone else listening is sometimes you can find someone that's an up and coming star in a sense, you know, influencer. Um, and then you can maybe even have them, you know, partner up with you. And then now you have a face of the brand. So you have a huge leg up. And that kind of leads me into the next part of your question is like, when do you reach out to an influencer? Um, and the answer is as soon as possible, uh, especially if you're developing this product, because it would be really cool to get that influencer to also help you or even ask their audience and then, uh, you know, work out some type of deal with that influencer. Or if you just want to get a list of influencers in place, you can just reach out to a bunch of them and say, Hey, listen, I've got a product that I'm working on right now. I think it's going to be a great fit for your audience. Uh, when I have it available, can I send you one so you can check it out? And if you like it, you can share it with your audience. Like something as simple as that. You don't have to get crazy creative as far as like how to write something that's going to be so compelling that they're going to, you just have to be a real person. And I've said this time and time again. I mean, I reached out to an influencer when we were doing the, uh, the sneakerhead uh, case study, which I shared as far as our list building. And, uh, and I reached out to Instagrammers and I just said, Hey, I noticed that you have a Instagram page that you, you know, you share a lot of really cool, you know, sneakers and outfits and all of these cool accessories. I think it's awesome. Uh, do you offer advertising? Can I advertise on your page? And they came back like a day later and said, yes, we do. Uh, the prices are this. And then they told me like for a day, it's, you know, a hundred bucks and for a lifetime, it's 125. Okay. Well, I'll take the 125. So it was just a simple email. Like I didn't write anything long. The other thing I would say is don't write emails that are so long because once someone opens up that email, they, they look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to read that all right now. Right. So just get to the point, let them know that you really like what they have and that you're interested in, in, uh, seeing if they'll, you know, look at your product or, or, you know, use your product and then share it on, uh, you know, on, on their page and then remind them that, you know, I sell on Amazon. So there's an affiliate link there for you. So if people buy through it, you'll automatically get a commission and they probably will know that, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes people don't even still realize, uh, because they're new to the game or they're just, maybe they're banking on YouTube earnings. 
Do you realize that people that have like 50,000 or 100,000 uh, or even more, uh, you know, with a YouTube channel, they might be making four or 500 bucks a month. And to a lot of people, that's awesome, right? But to me, they could make a lot more if they had their own product because, you know, they're selling ad space or, you know, YouTube is basically in Google because, uh, you know, they're basically the same company. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, getting in front of your audience that you created and they're giving you pennies when you click or when they click. I mean, obviously it could be more. Uh, if someone clicks on one of those ads that you see or they skip the ad, you're not going to get anything. But if you play the ad for a certain amount of time or if you click on an ad and it takes you to a page, like they pay them revenue. I know someone right now has a, a YouTube uh, page that has about, or you know, channel that has about 350,000 subscribers, a pretty good sized channel. And I know for a fact they're making about $1,000 with ad revenue, okay? And that's, but it takes a long time to get 300,000 subscribers, right? I mean, it's taken them like five years, okay, to get to $1,000 a month. But if they were to take that, which they are, they have some of their own products and stuff. But if they were, if that's all they had, like some YouTubers, that's all they have is the AdSense money or, uh, the, you know, the ad revenue, you know, that's all they have. Okay. So that's all they're banking on. Imagine teaching them in a sense that, you know, we can actually partner up here and we can launch some products. Like you're really passionate about fishing. Would you ever want to create your own lures? Would you ever want to sell your own fishing tackle box? Would you ever want to sell your own? Like, yes, 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 I would, right? So now you're educating them on that. So you're the strategic partner in that part of it, but they're the, I'm going to grow the channel and be the face of the business partner. So that'd be a great partnership. Anyway, uh, lots I can talk about there. I get excited about that stuff because there's huge opportunity there. There's huge opportunity for you to find bloggers that are blogging about this and people that are posting on Pinterest and all that stuff, and they have no idea about physical products and about the Amazon world or e-commerce world. They just don't, and it's not their fault. It's just they're just, I create content, I get traffic, they click on one of my ads, I get paid. That's the business model of a blogger. That's what it's been for years. Um, so... You know, and same thing with YouTubers, you know, on YouTube, people have built channels in the gaming world because they get a ton of traffic. And then those people that have ads that go in front of those people, if they click on it through their video, they get paid 25 cents, 50 cents, a dollar, whatever it is for that, for that ad. Uh, so anyway, um, that's, that's my take on that. So I would say do it sooner than later. And I would try to actually really spend some time to just target the people that are in your industry that are up and coming. Ones that don't have maybe a million, uh, you know, subscribers. Start with the lower ones and work yourself up. All right. So uh, there could be a huge, huge opportunity there for you. All right. So uh, let's listen to one more quick question. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this up and we can get on with our weekend. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, Scott. My name is Jen and I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And I'm calling because uh, I have a question. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you for all the information that you put out there, um, all your knowledge and uh, enthusiasm is great. It's well-received. Um, whenever I'm sort of feeling uh, like, oh, you know, I'll deal with it tomorrow, I kind of listen to one of your podcasts and it just fires me right back up. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm also a new member to your um, private classroom, so I'm looking forward to going through all those modules and learning as much as I can and getting going. Um, but my question is I have a product um, that fits your criteria to a T. And um, I've looked at some sellers in, uh, on Alibaba and uh, I've got everything all set. And I was 
looking, <laughs> it, it came to my attention that my uh, item, my product might be on the prohibited list on Amazon. And I looked up and sure enough, there it is. So uh, I was a little confused because I, I see these products for sale on Amazon. There's actually you know several listings and one of the listings has the uh, Amazon's choice or the bestseller uh, banner on it. And so I contacted through email Seller Central, and um, I said, "Hey, you know, this is a this is an example of a prohibited listing, but I'm confused because I see this product being sold, um, you know." And I got an email back that said, "You know, there's no problem." And I I sent them a, an additional email, and I said, "Please, I just want to be very certain that what you're telling me is that I can sell this item." even though it's on this prohibited or restricted list. And the email response I got back was basically, yeah, you know, there's, there's no problem. So, uh, but Amazon being as fickle as it is, I, I'm kind of a little nervous about going ahead um, and, you know, spending all this time and money on it. And I just wanted to get your opinion. Should I or shouldn't I go ahead with this product? Um, it fits all the criteria. The numbers are great. Um, sourcing is great. Shipping is great. The numbers all match. It looks good. Um, but it is specifically named on this prohibited listing page. And, uh, Amazon is emailing me back saying, go for it, but I'm still nervous. So let me know what you think. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking my question. Uh, God bless. Have a good one. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for the question, and thank you so much for being a listener. All the way from Toledo, Ohio, and just a little fun fact here, I actually went to Toledo, Ohio probably, oh gosh, it's got to be about 17 years ago. Uh, I was working for my father's construction company. We had a uh, home show out there, and uh, we went out to uh, Toledo, Ohio. We all piled in a van. I'll never forget it. We had uh, Super Nintendo in the back. I'm totally dating myself now, and uh, we played uh, you know, games all the way down as, as little kids. Uh, but we were grown men. Uh, well, kind of. We were still kids at heart. We were young. I was in my 20s. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, fun uh, fun memory there when I heard uh, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, very flat. Very flat there, as you, as you know. Um, but beautiful. Okay. Prohibited products. Uh, you got to be careful. That's what I'm going to say. And number one, just because someone else is selling does not mean that it's okay. All right. Uh, it, you know, you could, you could start selling and do well. And then all of a sudden Amazon's going to, you know, pull the rug out from under you. I don't care if Amazon said, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. We don't care. That's just probably one rep saying that I would need to get something in writing. I would need to definitely make sure that I heard it more than once. And I would need to record everything. Okay, that would be my first step. The second step is I would probably want to speak to either an attorney or I would want to even speak to someone in the liability insurance field. And that person would be uh, one of our friends here at TAS, Michelle Love. And I will link up to uh, the episode that I had her on. Um, And the reason why I would talk to someone like her is because when they do insurance, they need to look at those products and also um, they know a lot more about you know what needs to be done in order to sell those types of products. So they may be able to point you in the right direction, but I would be careful. 
That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'd be very careful and I would definitely make sure I get, you know, that I would get some documentation so I could say, Hey, listen, if this happens, you know, here's what you said, you said it was okay. And even if they said it was okay, they can always change their mind. So that would be, that would be a little scary for me. I would try to go around it by finding another product that isn't prohibited. And, uh, and then this way here, you know, you can go ahead and just, you know, sell something in that same arena, but yet not that product. And then if you ever did launch this other product, you weren't just selling the one product. I don't know if that's an option or not, uh, but that's, uh, that's what I would probably suggest doing. Uh, and, and again, I, I don't have like, you know, and again, I'm not a legal advisor and I'm not a Amazon consultant as far as like what you can sell and what you can't sell. But um, from what you're hearing, it sounds all great and it's exciting, but in the same breath, I'm a little uneasy with it because I've heard that before people say, yeah, they said I can sell this. And then all of a sudden they say you can't. And I mean, heck there's people right now that are selling, you know, products that are patented and they're getting away with it because they haven't been caught yet. It's, it's one of those things, right? It's just, just because they're selling, it doesn't mean that it's, it's okay. So anyone else that's looking at products um, you can always go in and find those those products that are um, that are not allowed, and uh, and you can kind of go through that list. Um, and that's what I would definitely suggest doing. Just because it's listed there now does not mean that it's okay. Uh, all right. So uh, just understand that not everyone has filed all the rules, and Amazon is not out there checking every single day. Um, you know, every single listing, every single seller but they may eventually catch up to the ones that aren't doing it properly. I mean, look at the violations in uh, in some of the listings, right? Like, you know, you can't have, you know, different, you know, things in the main image. You can't have different colored backgrounds. I've seen different colored backgrounds in the main image. You're not supposed to, but it's there. Does that mean you can? No. Uh, so a little common sense here. Got to use a little common sense. You got to do a little bit more digging. I would definitely be reaching out to seller support and trying to get someone higher up. Um, maybe contact an attorney. Uh, I know Ted Limus may also be able to help with this. I'll link up to him in the show notes as well. Um, and then the other one would be Michelle Love, who base, uh, basically does all liability insurance for uh, private labelers, but also just for physical product um, you know, businesses. And she may have the answer, but she might also have a resource that she can point you to. So hopefully this helps uh, anyone or even just you, Jen. And uh, hey, good luck to you. Keep me posted on that as well. All right, so guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. This is episode 418. So the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 418. A reminder on the Dallas uh, little meetup that we're gonna be having October 26th, 2017 in Dallas. You can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Dallas. And uh, you can do that. And the last thing I want to leave you guys with really quickly is uh, just to remind you to take one step at a time, one chunk at a time. Learn what you need to learn today in order to get you to where you need to go tomorrow, okay? Don't worry about learning everything. Don't get overwhelmed. Chunk it down one step at a time you know, one chunk at a time. And if you guys are brand spanking new, or maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a little while and you're like, Scott, what do I listen to? What do I do first? Um, That's why I created our workshop, our free workshop, where I really distill it all down. I chunk it down into five phases. I cover all five phases. You can register for that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. 
and everything will be condensed there in a 90 minute, about a 90 minute, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. I answer live Q&A there as well, uh, but that's there for really you guys that are struggling with, you know, what are the steps I need to take to move forward? And that is it right there. All right. And then one last little reminder, the moment you're ready to quit is usually the moment right before a miracle happens. Don't give up. I absolutely love that. You might want to write that one down. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up officially here today. And I just want to remind you that I am here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.